episode of Generally Assembled, your favorite House Republican podcast. I'm Jason Gottesman, joined by uh, Neil Lesher and once again Jesse Topper. Welcome I'm back. back. Yeah, that's right. Just I'm like back. our caucus Twitter account. Oh, <laughs> it's, it's all back. <laughs> all right. So I think uh, we, you know, look, we, we have had a uh, very uh, productive week here in the House. We'll get to that. But uh, Representative Topper, you started the, uh, the week off with uh, a little bit of a gloat session to me for some front page news you made back home <laughs> in terms yeah. of your, uh, your, your discussion on civility Is and it, politics. Why don't you talk about that? Sure. Our, our Bedford County Chamber of Commerce uh, hosted a discussion on, on civility and, and discourse, public discourse, and invited me and my good friend Jared Solomon uh, who's a Democrat from Philadelphia down to have that discussion. And it was it was a great day. But Jared and I have had these discussions actually around the state. We did a Zoom. The only difference is when they're in Philly, they're on Zoom. And when they're in Bedford, they were in person. <laughs> but we, you know, we did the, the Zoom call in the in the Philly area. And, and there was a group that asked us to come. Then the very next day, the Pennsylvania Association of Government Relations folks here in, in Harrisburg asked us to do a vet. So it's, it's kind of become a roadshow. I think people are interested between how this, you know, conservative Republican from rural Pennsylvania and this, uh, this big city liberal from Philadelphia Democrat can get along. And uh, so that's been kind of fun. And, you know, I think most people, when they think of bipartisanship, if you will, they think of like moderates coming together on issues they agree with. Jared and I are not moderates. Uh, we don't we don't talk about bipartisan issues or bipartisanship as much as we talk about nonpartisan issues, working with the PA1 caucus to try and fix some of the duplicative services, you know, amongst the different caucuses, the messenger service, the print shops. But through that, we've just we've maintained a really good friendship. And, and I think it's important to show that you can have those conversations with people that don't agree with you on 90% of the issues and, and make it fun. And uh, my favorite quote that, that comes out of it that I use all the time, and, and I think Jared's adopted as well, is, you know, we take our jobs very seriously. We take the institution seriously. We don't take ourselves that seriously. And we have a lot of fun with it. You know, in your description of, of the two of you, I, I was thinking about my, my son, who is a very much into the uh, Coco Melon uh, nursery rhyme phase of his uh, toddlership. And uh, the favorite one of his is the uh, the country mouse and the city mouse. Uh-huh, yeah. uh, it's very, very much. Uh, but, you know, look, I, I think maybe that's um, the, that'll be our suggested reading for the week for everybody. Country mouse, city mouse. No, but no. you go watch Coco Melon. Look, if you got okay. kids at home, every time the, the little bug goes by, zzz, zzz, my kid comes running in from wherever he is in the house. He knows, he knows what's it's on. on. Yeah, that's great. Um, you know, of course, we do try to limit screen time and uh, all that. stuff. Oh, whatever. But, Don't try and sound like a responsible parent. Uh, I'm not the responsible parent my wife is. Um, But, you know, look, I think, uh, you know, and let's reference this back to some of the stuff that's happened since we did our last podcast, which is people who listen to to this uh, particular brand. Uh, were triggered by some of the things that were said on here. Yeah, I heard. I wasn't. I wasn't here. You guys didn't I have know. me here, and well, we didn't have the master I, civility. It just here. went crazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, the civil know. caucus co-chair. <laughs> as, you, as you know, Representative Lozier can be quite divisive. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, the the reaction from uh, the 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 far left special interest groups who are pushing uh, reforms was was basically to attack, and rather than understand that there are strong opinions on the other side that they can't quite believe that people would see the world differently than they would you know i think i think one of the things that we need to realize is that while there's strong passions on both sides it's not necessarily a a personal thing and my gosh it was made incredibly personal so many times i literally had somebody on twitter say they wanted to take my quote and carve it into my forehead 
Mm-hmm. Oh wow! A fair districts volunteer. Yeah, I, I thought it was. I thought it was the fat and bald thing. Was that? Was that a different? No, yeah, some, different yeah. Somebody commented about the picture <laughs> or sent a direct <laughs> message uh, to me uh, about a picture that was posted on Twitter and said, "Are you the fat one or the bald one?" And uh, you for said, "For those of you who know me, it's both." <laughs> <laughs> uh, and maybe that was the point of the joke. But um, you know, look, look. I, I think it, what we've what we have found in this in this country, and I think this is this is really emblematic of where we're at, is that you know. People, people don't want to a joke anymore. I mean, what made some of the great um, talk shows, especially on the conservative side, early on when you had Rush and, and Glenn Beck and those guys, they didn't just talk politics. Now that was the that was the primary thing they talked about, but they had humor in it. They talked about other things in their lives. I mean, when when people asked Jared and I the question of how do you guys get along, because we don't talk about politics all the time. We talk about sports. We talk about you know cars. We talk about our families. There is so much out there in life, and, and quite frankly, the folks who just sit around looking for reasons to be offended, they're not enjoying life. Like get yeah. out, enjoy. Life. Listen, I have stuff said about me. Every day, all the time. At some point, if you want to take it all personally, you're going to be miserable. Have fun. Enjoy it. Know that other people are trying to enjoy their lives as well. And and let's move on and and be able to have these kind of discussions. And yes, tell jokes. uh, Have fun with it. I I don't know. I just think think that in today's society, people look for reasons to be offended. When I was working down in D.C., I was um, I got stuck in an elevator in the the condo building where I was uh, staying with a family member of my wife who I, I stayed with when I was working down there, and I was stuck in an elevator with a congressman who was from the other side of the aisle. Um, he didn't know who I was, but you know we were stuck in there, so I ended up introducing myself and who I worked for, which was um, Congressman Fred Keller at the time. And believe it or not, the first words out of out of our mouths were not. I think you are an a hole. Um, <laughs> you know, we we, we were oh crap. Yeah, we, 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 were, uh, we were we talked about. Well, first of all, you were stuck on the elevator, or you were when you say you were stuck with them on the elevator, like the elevator broke yeah, down. Yeah, yeah, for for like five five minutes. Yeah, so yeah. I would think my first words would be, "Hope you don't have to pee." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that would that would be one of them. Yeah, uh, but no, I mean, we, I introduced myself. You know, I, he had a, the only reason he was a member of Congress, he had a, he had the pin on, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I was I was asking about his district. I was asking him, does he stay here all the time? You know, like the first thing that we that we tried to do was find common ground with each other, rather Smart than move when you're stuck in the elevator. Well, but but you know, it could have just been like one of those things where like, okay, well, you're a Democrat congressman. Um, yeah, I'm going to spend my time not talking to you yeah. because I have no interest in engaging. But, you know, look, I, and look, I, I come from I'm being a former reporter. I talk to both Republicans and Democrats regularly. I, I, I still talk to Democrat members. It was funny. I was walking out yesterday talking to uh, and I, we got stopped in the hallway by a member on the other side of the aisle who was listening to this podcast and said, look, I don't agree with everything that you guys say. But man, it's entertaining. And but that's but that's 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 Look, a comment Neil, on the overall. Neil, Le- Neil Lesher is entertaining. Let's well, just yeah. put it that way. <laughs> Why they Thank keep me around? Um, Thanks, guys. But that's. I mean, I, <laughs> um, I think it's great that you do those events, actually. And Jared Solomon is is a wonderful guy. He's he truly cares about his constituents and and doesn't see everything through partisan lens. He understands that everybody uh, approaches issues differently. You know, I another guy on the other side of the aisle, Kyle Mullins. Mm-hmm. I've known him since he was a staffer in the Senate. Um, and, you know, just a funny little story. Yesterday, uh, he tried to get up to make a parliamentary procedure uh, motion and, and the speaker just kind of summarily shut him down because it wasn't it wasn't 
accurate or appropriate at the time. You know, and I think uh, the speaker even suggested maybe he brush up on Mason's manual, a little joke there. So I, I sent him a text message with that gif of Bart Simpson with the cake where it says, at least you tried. And then he goes and throws it out, right? And he replied back, LOL. Like, you know what I mean? Like, right. you, can, you can find humor with people you disagree with. Well, and you and can find humor with, within yourself. Again, I, I think that is important for everybody to remember, you know, especially when they're in elected office. Take the job seriously. Take your responsibility seriously. But don't take yourself seriously. And for heaven's sake, don't take everything personal. If I took everything personal that I heard, I'd be miserable. But yeah. More so than I am. And I think, I think that's, the, <laughs> that's, that's, that's the main takeaway from, you know, a lot of what goes on here is, is don't, don't take it personally. Um, be serious about the issues. That's right. Uh, be serious about your position. Um, but realize that a position does not mean it's a personal attack. I think there are some people involved in politics and government that tend to forget that. That's right. So, all right. Well, we spent nine minutes lamenting over the last podcast. Uh, let's talk well, about because I wasn't here. Yeah, that's so, yeah. that's true. We usually have to dig ourselves out of the Jesse Topper absence <laughs> hole. Um, <laughs> but now that we're out of it, we're doing some good things. Yeah, it's been this a, is it's milk been week. Exciting, <laughs> milk week, man. Look, we we've gotten Commonwealth taxpayer dollars out of. Or uh, we go. We got that bill out of the house. Get taxpayer dollars out of Russian financial assets and Belarusian financial assets. Uh, you know, those people from Belarus and uh, Vladimir Putin's oligarchs. Are. So we got that bill out of the House that's over in the Senate. We The Senate's on board, and so is the governor, so we expect that to be in the law. We passed a great package of pro-energy bills. Mm -hmm. And look, you know, I think one of the things that was most disturbing to me about how we advance these bills is the, the liberal media, and I will definitely say that because if you look at how they framed this, took all these energy bills and they said all the headlines were, Pay House GOP passes energy bills that basically aren't going to do anything to produce more energy. And when you read the story, it was like, well, the only reason this won't get more energy to market is because other states don't have pipelines. Right. Um, so that's basically... And it, and and it lays part the package. Right, right. Exactly. And it does lay the groundwork for that. Again, that is that is the media framing it to a certain argument. Well, um, and, that, that, that they, they, they're framing it in a way that's like, look, this is, this is just legislation to capitalize on the feeling of people at the moment with gas prices. No, this is laying the groundwork for being able to get those gas prices down, being able to export more of our energy. And, and the other thing it's laying the groundwork for is to get DEP off of the backs of some of these producers so that they can do their job. And, and look, I think I think one of the things that our members of our caucus have talked about um, is that it's now been sort of laid bare that a lot of these environmental groups, uh, to some extent, have been funded by the Russian regime because they don't want to unleash the power of American energy. Um, and now that Europe is trying to get off of Russian energy, the only place they have to look is the United States. So basically, you have Russia, who have funded an environmental advocacy effort in which states like New Jersey and New York bought into in their anti-pipeline mentality. This is like Russia shooting us in the foot and then uh, the media saying, well, psh, guess you guys can't run. Um, you know, we're ready to run. We're ready to get up and move with <laughs> this. song? Uh, Born, Born to, to Run. Born to Run was the yeah. song. Yeah. yeah. Uh, also running on empty, which is kind of what Europe's doing with their natural gas. <laughs> but, um, we were more born to sit <laughs> yeah i don't i don't know if anybody would look at this particular group and say that, oh, they no, were born no, to run. no we were born to run that's why we, we ate we ate to sit that was that, that <laughs> okay. was the difference we chose we, a different we path. chose a different we chose a different path look but i think speaking of speaking of food products uh look i think what we're trying to do right now for, to help our ag industry with this milk package is a pretty is a pretty big deal and one of the things even even as representative lawrence is putting this bill forth to get whole milk back in our schools you know one thing i can tell you the obesity problem in this country what it was not 
uh, what was not responsible for was whole milk in our schools. You can point to a lot of things, but that wasn't it. And and just being able to get that back into it, kind of restoring some common sense to that element of the ag industry, that's going to be an important thing we're going to do today. Yeah, look, our dairy farmers have been struggling. Uh, generational attrition, uh, you know, the way farming is done, um, and also, you know, Michelle Obama cutting out right. whole milk in, in schools and limiting the amount of I mean, I mean look, I, I, I haven't, it's been a long time since I've been in an elementary school. Um, but when I was there, it was always whole milk, chocolate milk, strawberry milk. That was your; those were your options, and skim milk, skim milk, whole milk, chocolate milk, strawberry milk. Yeah. Um, and being homeschooled, I had the access. I had access to a lot of good food. But I, I will milk. tell you, I will tell you, my one now, my my family switched to whole milk uh, exclusively about three years ago, and it's a great supplement if you're hungry in the, at night rather than mm-hmm. sitting down eating chips. Um, I'll get up and have a glass of milk, and I feel full. I feel um, feels like fulfilled. I'll have milk, and I'll have and the cookies, the chips, and um, the cookies. <laughs> yeah. Well, but but that's but that's you know the studies have shown people kids that drink whole milk are less hungry. They're healthier, yeah. right? They eat less food during the day. They they yeah. snack less. Yeah. Um, you know, it's there's there's these benefits that people you know again it's it's labeling something and making it the enemy when really it's just a straw man to get people upset. Uh, at your your radical agenda that's now hurting dairy farmers, which are ultimately small business people. Yeah, uh, just a little bit of humor, though. There was a reporter that put out the agenda for today, you know, because we got probably what, eight or nine milk bills yeah. uh, in total. And then uh, Martina White's uh, resolution to study expanding LNG exports at the Port of Philadelphia. And so the reporter says, milk, 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 natural gas. And, <laughs> and then somebody comments, sometimes that happens with lactose intolerant. <laughs> <laughs> was that somebody you? No. no, 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 no. no, 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 no. <laughs> it's actually one of the people that like constantly freak out on our caucus Twitter account. So sometimes they're funny, too. That's great. Yeah. Um, so we've got that going on. You know, look, standing up for taxpayers, uh, banning the use of state-owned cars by state lawmakers, really good government legislation that's now over in the Senate. That's just many of the bills that we've we've passed this week and are going to continue to pass. And uh, I saw an accusation in a news website that a Democrat made that we're only doing this because of the primaries. And I think if you look at our entire agenda from the last you know year and a half, um, this is just an ongoing effort to do what the people of Pennsylvania want us to get done. And uh, it's a bold agenda that moves Pennsylvania forward. And that's what we're doing. I think it's been a great week. Uh, and everybody knows the election's coming up. Here's the thing about those of us who run every two years. Essentially, it's always an election time. There's always a primary coming up. There's always, um, you know, a general coming up. But when you run every two years, you can't run calendars by voting calendars like you just have to or by the election calendar you you just have to do it you have to do your job and um it can be tricky you know it, it certainly would be great if everybody could just be out campaigning for whatever they want to do that's not how this works uh, we're in session we're trying to get stuff done i think we are getting stuff done and uh, hopefully able to uh, in between watch a little baseball and get ready for the nba playoffs yeah before we get to sort of our entertainment stuff i just want to big, give a plug for when we're back in session at the end of the month i think we're going to see some serious uh, effort to grow Pennsylvania's economy and help job creators while uh, also moving a very good package on smart justice that we uh, have introduced. Smart so, justice. Yeah, smart justice. I like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like calling it smart justice. Well, and not only that, because it's smart justice because we don't need more criminal laws on the books. Uh, we already have tough on crime laws. Yeah. We need people to start enforcing the laws that we have. It's being smart with the justice that we've already provided. Hence, smart justice. Smart justice. Smart justice. Who came up with it? 
Um, you know, it's a communications team. Okay. We're a team player. It's group think. It's yeah. group thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Take crimes trying to give you guys a chance to take credit for it. Like, hey, no, it's all right. No, look, it's it is a team effort, and um, you know, your uh, your taxpayer funded podcast editor is one of them. Um, There's so, hey, Chuck. <laughs> there is so much that that we can do in terms of you know, w- w- people don't sit around and just digest politics all day, except those of us who are in it right but so many times the messaging and and being able to say you know catch people's kind of eyes ears and full attention with with something that makes sense in two or three words that's really sometimes their whole consumption of of the political thing that you know because they have real lives they have real jobs they got real things they have to do and um you know we don't so sometimes we (laughs) we just circle the wagons but but i think that's important that's a that's a great one smart justice coming up Uh, i think i think we will look as you look at the calendar this year and of course as we inch closer to the budget time uh, we understand that you know we also have that that thing hanging over our heads. We got to get this budget done and and make sure it's done in a responsible manner. Well, look, I think we'll continue with our strong education message as well. We got a lot of stuff mm-hmm. that's uh, on the horizon that we're, we'll be looking forward to. Uh, you know, we'll get more on this on that po- on this podcast. But baseball season just started. By the way, great great idea, great idea on MLB. You know, MLB TV, Major League Baseball TV, to give everybody a week of the MLB Extra Innings channels, where you can watch any base any baseball game from anywhere in the country for a week. Because I turned it on my TV and I thought I had it, but I didn't. And now, now you can't live without right it. Right now, yeah. like what that was brilliant. Like whoever came up with that, because I'm like, you know what? Uh, drug dealers. I can now watch. <laughs> get you hooked on it. And go, or or Rudder's chocolate. Yeah, no, first time's but, free. Um, I I I'm telling you right now, I am like. You know, and who would have known that I wanted to watch the Dodgers and Rockies at nine thirty on, on a random Wednesday night? But I do. Well, but the, pro- the problem is, and I think the reason why why sports is is so appealing to so many people is because, you know, the regular television has become so politicized. Oh, um, you can't turn on it, a very sitcom. Very few good shows. Yeah, yeah very it, few good shows on TV anymore. You know, I mean, you go back and you look. You, you know, it's again. You look at like, what used to be funny. Um, even even the, the the Simpsons aren't as funny as they used to be. But you go back and you look at the old like Conan O'Brien days. They did a good job of taking world issues and making light do of we, them. Do you guys the only the only current TV, I go back and sometimes on Hulu or streaming service watch old shows like Justified or yeah. or mm-hmm. you know things yeah. that I used to like. But as far as like current TV shows running on on cable TV, the only one I think I watch is Blue Bloods. Do you guys Blue, Blue, Bloods, Blue, Bloods? Blue Bloods on Friday nights. Yeah, that's Friday a big nights. one in our family. And that's a great look. It's a great show. Yeah, I love that um, show. And they do a really good job of of being uh, standing up for our law enforcement mm-hmm. um, while understanding that not everybody's perfect. And mm-hmm. I think that they do a really good job balancing that out. Um, but it's also, I think, a very solid family show. Um, it really prioritizes faith, service, mm-hmm. um, Yeah, I, and I think it's well-written, well-done, well-acted. That, But I, I think of all the shows running, like currently running, that's... That's about the only one I watch. Yeah, if you're not going off on like subscription based. No, stuff. no, I'm not yeah, going. Yeah. Right. I'm talking about yeah. the the traditional well, we CBS, ABC, ABC, yeah. the FBI's, uh, yeah. FBI, FBI okay. Most Wanted, yeah. FBI International. They're they're pretty. I look. I just watch what my wife tells me to watch. Um, no, that makes we, sense. Yeah, we sit what about down. Neil though? You're the you're the guy that doesn't have anybody telling you what to watch. <laughs> no, I like the FBI shows. I also like the Good Doctor. Yeah, we, and, we have uh, the good doctor tape. I fell yep. off on the good doctor after season four, not just because I kind of ran out of time and wasn't watching as much. Is it pretty, did, good, pretty it's still pretty good? Yeah, yeah, it's still pretty good. And and my guilty pleasure is American Idol. Well, that's not a guilty pleasure. Yeah, actually, my guilty pleasure is uh, Ninety Day Fiance. We we my wife and I watch it every Sunday. That's a guilty pleasure. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> the, the, the American Idol's not a guilty pleasure. That's it's a good. good one. If you like music, it's good. Yeah. I, I'm th- what is 
do I have a guilty pleasure as far as my entertainment? Bachelor? I don't watch The Bachelor regularly. I will tune in every once in a while, but that's, no. Um, No, I don't think. I don't think I have anything that I... Actually, my guilty, it was not a guilty pleasure. One of the shows that is like my, you know, when you're not doing anything else and you turn on, like, I could get into it for a while, Shark Tank. Oh, uh, yeah. You, Sometimes you know, I can get into Shark Tank for a while. Shark Tank is my on-the-road go-to show. Like, if I'm traveling yeah. and if I'm hotel. in a hotel, yep. Yep. I turn on Shark Tank. Every yep. time, I'm just like, all right, Shark Tank. Yeah, I see it's, that a lot down here when yep. I'm in the hotel, Shark Tank. That's that's fun. It's, it's in a rate. I don't know how... I mean, obviously, those are real companies. And it works because, like, last night in the hotel room, I saw uh, the pizza cupcake. You know, and I'm like, I'm I Googled that company and like thinking of ordering well, pizza cupcakes. You know, so, I, I will <laughs> let people know that Mark Cuban once did call me a jagoff. Really? Yes. Did you deserve it? Uh, I mean, look, I think that all depends. <laughs> um, but, so that's a yes. Yeah. Uh, but uh, no, that was that's uh, every time I watch Shark Tank, I'm like, man, that, that billionaire called me a jagoff. That's pretty cool. Well, real quick, <laughs> before we cool. end the podcast, like, how did that happen? So I was working at the state uh, GOP as the communications director. And it was uh, during the 18 cycle, and John Fetterman, our current lieutenant governor, was running uh, a campaign uh, that, that, no, it was still for lieutenant governor oh, when he right. got elected in 2018, that involved him selling T-shirts uh, that said Trump is a, Trump is a jag-off. Okay. Um, and so um, at the time, we basically uh, accused him of using profanity uh, to fuel his political campaign um and you know i was a spokesperson for the state party at the time so i was one whose name got attached to this and then it became a big debate as to whether jagoff is profanity or whether it's a western pa um kind of ism uh, way of 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 talking and so mark cuban who's originally from the pittsburgh area was asked by a reporter uh if jagoff is a swear word and he basically said, anybody who says that jagoff is a profanity is a jagoff. And then apparently, the reporter told me, because uh, then the reporter explained it to him, and he goes, he goes, yeah, that guy's a jagoff. But the quote, it's in the story. So you can look at the story. It's my name and then Cuban's quote. Yeah. And then, like, you know, off the record, he's like, that, that guy's a jagoff. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Okay. So, so not you, to my face. I wish it right. would have been. But. That would have been pretty cool, though. Hey, look, it's like my three steps to Mark Cuban, right? Right. Um, well, actually, you know what? It's like my three he, steps to Mr. Fantastic, who's he, a Shark Tank guy. He, I thought it was Mr. Wonderful. Mr. Wonderful, yeah, that's Mr. it. Wonderful. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mr. Fantastic uh, is I'm Fantastic Four. <laughs> just say, I watch more Shark Tank than you do. All right. yeah. yeah. That's good. Uh, all right. Well, we're 23 minutes into this, and I think we lost most of our audience at minute four. Um, <laughs> no, no, not. Maybe most, but not all. Uh, not except, Ruth. Except, not yeah, Ruth. <laughs> and, the, and the hate listeners. Um, how are you guys doing? No, uh, it's, good shout outs, be, it's good to be back. Shoutouts for shoutouts. Uh, we, we mentioned some of the people already on this who will remain nameless from the other side of the aisle who listen. Uh, Amel from the uh, Architects Association uh, shouted us out. She stopped me in the hallway, said she loves the podcast. Uh, Jen from the 106 who uh, sent in a review. Um, very good. Thank you very much. And um, everybody who goes on the podcast leaves us a five-star rating uh, or shouts us out elsewhere. You get a shout-out for shout-out. Also, uh, much love to our favorite fans, D-Bird, Pittsburghatory, and uh, all the haters on Twitter who keep coming at us. Uh, keep listening. Oh, and Carol Kuhnholm, apparently. And, and, who, and le- who left the first negative review in podcast history. It's yes. unfortunate. Well, yeah. well you got to have at least one. And then next time we'll bring back uh, – next time here we'll have to get some San Francisco or – 
PA Democrats yes. back out. Yeah. Right? All right. Yeah. Well, Neil didn't even bring his podcast folder today, so no, this was uh, it's, it's rushed. It's yeah. rushed. <laughs> All right. We got to go do real work. All right. This is uh, generally somewhat for the week uh, on for Representative Topper, Neil Lesher. I'm Jason Gottesman. You can find this podcast where all of your favorite House Republican podcasts are found. www.pahousegop.com/slash/mypodcasts. Also on Spotify, iTunes, Google, and uh, we're back on Twitter. That's it.